0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. What I want to do right now is I want three volunteers, three volunteers to trust me for the next few minutes. All right, now I want you to put your hands out like this, okay, and I want you to close your eyes. I'm gonna give you something, and I want you to do your best to hold onto it, okay? Okay, Okay, I'm gonna give you something, yeah, keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed, I'm gonna give you something, and I want you to do your best to hold onto it, okay? Don't open your eyes until I say, Got it? You're, you're, you're not doing a great job. You're, you're not. You're. All right, now open your eyes. What did I give you? Water. Water. Now I want you to go back to your seat without spilling any of it. Don't spill it. <laughs> so, so what I want you to do is when you get home, I want you to put that into your sink. Okay? <laughs> All right, Karen, you can you can throw it on the ground or throw it on somebody if you really want to. I I think we've made our point. Now, how many of you, how many of you, when you, great, how many of you, how many of you, when you go to get a drink of water, you just, you cup your hands and you, then you just walk around and you go back to the table and you sit down with it and you keep it in your hands. Anybody do that? Some of you may take a drink, like you, you just put your hand under the faucet and you, you, cup it and you bring it to your mouth and you have a little drink but how many of you when you go on a hike think okay what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the water in my hands and I'm just gonna go for a hike like that anybody no it's foolish most of you probably don't even do that to drink water like just to have a drink you don't just cup it in your hands most of you put it in a cup don't you And if you're going somewhere, you don't think, I'm just going to grab it and hold it in my hands, and I'm going to carry it. No, what do you do? you got a water bottle, don't you? Because you can take the water bottle, and you can pour it in, and then you can put the cover on, and then you can throw it. (laughs) And and it doesn't spill. Like, it, it... This is something designed to contain the water. This here is something designed to contain the water. And it would be foolish, ridiculous, obviously hilarious, to have anybody plan to just come and cup their hands and fill them up. I mean, one of them didn't even, like they lasted like six seconds. If that, it was more like they just were straining the water, trying to catch, I don't know, fish or something. <laughs> like, it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you all understand this, right? I don't have to convince you of that cupping your hands to hold the water for any amount of time is a bad idea. Do we all agree on that? Okay. And yet, metaphorically, That is what we do with life. Things get poured out on us. Good things, bad things. And we just stand there and we cup our hands and we think, you know what, I can handle this myself. If I just cut my hands just the right way, I can hold on to it, I can handle it, I don't need any other help. I don't need any other resources. I just need to be there. I need to cut my hands. I can hold on to it and I can keep it safe. I can I can do this. Sometimes we even go, you know what? I'm going to have water and instead of relying on that picture of water there you 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 have this scarcity mentality and you think I'm gonna put the water in that and I'm just gonna hold it here close and 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 assume that that will never be there again and I'm just gonna hold on to this water all the time and then you know what happens it drips it leaks you get bumped you trip something happens and the water goes everywhere metaphorically, this is what we do with life. This is what we try to do. Life gets thrown at us, and we think, oh, I'll just cut my hands and carry it. It happened in the Bible. One point, the disciples of Jesus, they were in a boat. Jesus was was back on land, and they were on a boat, and they were going out across the sea. And there was this great big storm that came up. And it was windy, and, it was, and, and there were waves, and there was rain, and they were terrified. And then they were standing there, and they saw what they thought was a ghost coming up to them. And they thought, this is a massive situation, but we can handle it. I can't handle this. But they assumed that they were supposed to carry it themselves. You think another time, another time back in the Old Testament where Elisha and his servant were in a city, and the king of that time hated Elisha the prophet. And so he sent his army with chariots to surround the city because they were going to kill Elisha and his servant. And they sent that massive army to just surround the whole area and the servant woke up in the morning and he looked out and he looked out around the city and he saw this army and he just assumed, he just thought, he, he, would, he had to carry it himself. He had to carry it in his hands himself. And he was like, Elisha, 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 what is going on? We are going to die here. There is no way out of this. We are surrounded. Think back. In the book of Genesis, Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, he was sold into slavery, they faked his death, and eventually Joseph reconnected with him, brought him to Egypt, saved their whole family, and when Joseph's dad died, his brothers thought, now the dad's dead." Now the dad 's dead there 's nothing holding Joseph back from getting revenge there 's nothing holding him back from evening things, and they had their lives for some reason they thought they they had to hold their lives in their hands, and they were like oh, we got to go to Joseph right now and we got to go ask for forgiveness because if we don't do this right now, if we don't fix this right now, then he's going to come and he's going to make and he's going to kill us and he's the second most powerful person in this kingdom and we are, we are just toast. In all three of the cases, they, they were trying to hold life together in their hands. And it was leaking out, and it was dripping out, and they were overwhelmed with anxiety and worry and fear. And we do this too. We do this too. And for some of us, it, it is this thing that we worry all the time, all day, about everything. And others of us, we have, we have special triggers we don't worry about everything, but when that certain person walks through the door, we get anxious, we get fearful, we get overwhelmed. Some of us, it's just crowds where there's just too many people, there's too much noise. We don't know how to be around those people or we get overwhelmed and it's just everything comes flooding in. Some of us, it's, it's money or it's cars or our houses or relationships. Some of it, it, it it's being sick and the fear of being sick. And these things, whatever it is, they come and they hit us. And that has this almost instantaneous reaction where we can feel the water slipping through our fingers. And all that fills us is fear and anxiety. All these raging thoughts of what what 's going to happen, where this is going to go, what 's going to happen when, when all the water leaks out of our hands, how are we going to handle this, what is that going to lead to? and we just walk down further these scenarios and see how dark it can be and we have we have our reasons for this, right? Some of us some of us it, it's this feeling that we. We need to be the ones that protect others, or we need to be the ones that handle the situations. And so we've got to protect our family, or we've got to protect our jobs, or we've got to protect our company. And we feel like we are responsible for that. And so we are we have to carry the water. But it's dripping. Some of us just don't want, some of us don't want to fail. Because if we fail, then we're a failure and we don't have value. And if we don't have value, then no one will want us. And we won't be kept around. Some of us, we just are terrified of pain. We're terrified of pain. And so we do whatever we can, whatever we have to, to hold that water to avoid the pain. And it creates these patterns and these habits in our lives this constant anxiety, this increasing stress, where things become bigger and bigger and bigger. And this, this has often become such a big thing in our lives and especially in our society today where it has become a foundational issue because we have as our foundation for some reason said that we have to hold the water. We have to be the ones carrying it. We have to be prepared for every possible scenario. And we end up being filled with suspicion and mistrust because, well, I could trust so-and-so, but the last time I trusted somebody, I got hurt, so I can't trust them, and I'm just looking at everybody, I'm being prepared because so-and-so might betray me, so-and-so has good intentions, but they're dumb, and they're just not going to be able to do it. We decide that we need the control and the power. But we are filled with fear, we are overwhelmed with worry, and we base our lives on what we can personally do to fix the situation, to maintain our safety, to keep it together, because we're the only ones we can trust. But as much as we walk down that path and do whatever we can to create safety, strength, security, it always leaks out, doesn't it? It always spills. You're never going to be able to hold the water in your hands like you want to. The disciples, they were, on that, they were on the sea and the storm was coming and they saw this ghost coming towards them. And they were freaking out. The water was leaking out of their hands. And it wasn't a ghost, it was Jesus. And He was walking on the water to them. And He, he says to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. And when he got into the boat, the wind died down. In the book of Kings, Elisha and his servant are there, and they're surrounded. And Elisha says, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. It says, Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hill's full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. In Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 Joseph 19 and 20 Joseph says this to his brothers he says don't Be afraid. Am I in the place of God? In the message, it says, You have nothing to fear. You intended harm for me, but God intended it for good. Jesus spoke explicitly about this worry thing about this holding on to the water thing. In Matthew chapter 6, he said this to the crowd. He said for the don't worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all those things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In Romans, Romans chapter 5, Paul writes, Hope doesn't disappoint because. He has poured Himself out to us in the Holy Spirit. You all know that it is absolutely foolish to walk around and try to hold water in your hands. You know it is obvious to you that you should just put it in a water bottle. Obvious. You know... That if you run out of water, you can just go back to the pitcher of water. What Jesus is saying is don't try to cup your hands and hold on to it. Seek the water. Go after the water pitcher. If you're thirsty, go to the water pitcher. Don't try to hold it in your hands. Go to the water pitcher. And beyond that, I'm going to give you a water bottle that is full. I'm going to pour myself out fully into this water bottle called the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give it to you. And essentially he's saying... Seek the source of water. And you'll have water. You run around trying to hold it in your hands and you're going to lose it and you're going to be anxious and you're going to be worried and you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to be thirsty. But if you seek the water, you will have everything you need. Ladies and gentlemen, if not, if there's anyone here that doesn't struggle with worry, fantastic. I am very, very happy for you. May God be praised that you have that gift. But my guess is that most of you here. Struggle with worry. And you are used to carrying the water in your hand and feeling that anxiety and that fear and feeling everything drip and slip and spill. As long as you are the one trying to hold things together, you will not feel safe. You will not feel secure. You will never have security if you're the one that is responsible for it. You will never have security if you're the one responsible for it. So stop being responsible for it. Stop trying to carry the water in your hands. Seek the water pitcher. Seek His kingdom and His righteousness first, and you will have water. You will have everything you need. You will have the money you need. You will have the food you need. You will have the clothing you need. You will have the relationships that you need. I'm not saying that you're going to be a millionaire. I'm not going to say that you're going to be eating bacon every day. But He will give you what you need. He knows better than you what you need. So put the water in the pitcher. Put the water in the water bottle. Seek Him and His righteousness first. Depend on Him to be the source of your life. Depend on Him to be the one that gives you direction, that says to you, Today is the day that you need to change jobs. Trust Him to lead you into the proper relationships. Trust Him that if He tells you to do something, He has a plan for all the details to be worked out and that if you are being obedient, then He will provide Trust that He can get you through walking through the crowds. He can get you through traveling. He can get you through getting a house. He can get you through dealing with all the, all the hate and, and the frustration. He can get you through the situations where you've got to confess something to a family member. He can get you through that. He's the source. And if you seek Him first and His righteousness, you will have enough life, enough water to sustain you. And you don't need to worry. And you don't need to be anxious. And you don't need to be consumed by what other people are saying or what they're doing. Because they can't take the water from you. Because you have direct access to the water. So what we need to do is we need to make Him the priority, make Him the foundation. Instead of us trying to control everything and that we are the ones that dominate and we are the ones that provide the security, we need to let Him have the security, Him to be our resource, Him to be the source of life. And if you make that your highest priority, He will give you everything else that you need. Now, I am here this morning. And I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick hard on this for another few minutes. Because I want to go to war on this issue. I want to go to war on this issue. If there is worry and anxiety in your life, you need to understand that that is not good. That is not normal. And that is not, absolutely not, what God wants for you. It is not supposed to be there. Worry and anxiety is not supposed to be part of your life. And so if you are here, if you are here, And you have heard messages like this before. And you have heard things said, you know what, worry's not supposed to be part of your life. It's kind of sinful for you to worry when God says don't worry. And you you need to just try harder. Maybe, Maybe it is you need an increase in your faith and you need to spend more time in the Word of God. Maybe you need to focus in on Him and you haven't made Him your top priority. Maybe you have been trying to go through life with good ideas and you haven't actually surrendered your life to Him and you aren't even seeking Him and you're not letting Him be the source of your security. And you need to make that decision to follow Him and to surrender to Him. That may be your issue. But maybe you've been here. Maybe you've heard messages like this and you have tried and you have tried and you have tried and you have surrendered your heart to Christ and you have been a follower of Christ for a long time and you have tried and tried and tried and tried and it seems like even though you're trying, even though it's up here, you want to do it. You want to trust Him. You want to trust Him. You can't. I'm still going to tell you that isn't what God wants for you. That's not how it's supposed to be. And there is help for you. Let me tell you something. Last year, last year about this time, the anxiety that I had wrestled with for 20 years, and had significant victory over for about 10-year time, it came back with a vengeance. And from about this time until the middle of March, it just grew and grew and grew, until I was relieved when I had a couple hours in the day that I wasn't overwhelmed with anxiety. And it got to the point where I knew I couldn't manage it, I didn't have the solutions, and so I went and I got some help. I talked to a counselor, I talked to my doctor and they both said this isn't how it's supposed to be, that's not how it's supposed to work, and there are ways to figure this out. And between a good doctor, and a good counselor, and good support, I was able to figure some things out. And for me, for me, I discovered that I've got a biological predisposition to the thing. I was fighting my own body. I got that figured out. And now it's like instead of fighting with my brain and fighting with my heart, I get to actually decide whether or not I'm going to trust Jesus on something or not. And I can still choose to worry, I can still choose to try to carry the water in my hands. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to seek His kingdom first because He has proved over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again that He will take care of everything I need Him to. And so if you are here today and you have tried and tried and tried to beat this worry thing and you just can't seem to get it, maybe you need to surrender to Christ. Maybe you need to talk to your doctor. Maybe you need to talk to a good counselor. Maybe you need to do all three. But I'll tell you, it isn't worry is not what God wants for you. And there is freedom. And as long as you sit in that worry and let that be a foundation of your life, the enemy wins. I want you all to have that freedom. I want you all to have security. I want this to be filled, this place to be filled with people who are not anxious, who are not worried, but are overwhelmed in their confidence, in their security, in their freedom, in their courage. that they can go directly to God and He will fill their cups. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And everything you need will be added to you. You will never have security if you're the only one responsible for it. So stop trying to be responsible for it. And let God. And if you can't, and if that's just not as simple as making a decision, surrendering to Him, and getting that sorted, then go get help. Because it will change your foundation. And if you change your foundation, it changes everything built on it. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.